Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. As always, I'm your host, Genesee Gabrielle, and this is... Rebecca Fox! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> so, um, right now we're recording on June 26th and there's a heat wave going through Portland. So all of the Fox children are at the uh, Fox household this weekend. And Becca and I are a little drunk. I have partaken in a single drink, but it was a very large one. I was the provider of said drink, um, and anyone who has ever drank with me ever can uh, sympathize with Becca's situation right now. My mom said I shouldn't let you peer pressure me, but it was too late. I already put it in my body. <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> but I have supplemented with You're cheese and pasta, so I'm yeah. fine. You're a full-grown adult. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> I can behave. I can be I love proper. How, I love how we say peer pressure as if you don't do this oh. with yourself on the rig. Yeah. <laughs> you peer pressure me as I'm like blackout on a Tuesday in my dorm room. <laughs> so yes, this is where we're at. I We went to 7-Eleven and got Slurpees and um, I got a peach Slurpee and drank part of it on the way home so that I could put half of a bottle of wine in my Slurpee. It is as good as it sounds, folks. Oh um, no. I made a terrible mistake. I bought like healthy sugar things and it tastes so bad. Can I try one? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they don't taste good. Oh, they're really small too. Oh, That's they taste no good. They're just not as fun. After oh, they they do really taste healthy. They taste pretty good though. Yeah, they're not terrible. They're peach rings. Once I gave it a minute, it was pretty good. But it's just not the flavor. It's, it's, not, really the, it's not the texture. Mm-hmm. It's not the texture. I'm like, part of the fun of peach rings is that they taste really awful and like the texture of them and the taste tastes really awful for you and they're doused in sugar the last time i actually had like a butt up day heavy petri four flavored thing mm-hmm. was when i was a senior graduating from high school i had a petri mocktail but as the same day i discovered that i was allergic to crustaceans and so my mouth was like a raw wound and i ate a petri and it hurt so bad that's terrible and i had to go to the emergency room because i stopped when was this? My senior year. That's how I'm allergic to self. That's how we learned I was allergic uh, to shellfish. So I suppose if any assassins are out there, <laughs> I want to go back up. Don't give me crustaceans. I'll know though. It tastes like shit. I'll know. <laughs> oh my god. So today we are welcoming Becca back to the podcast to talk about one of our favorite things. Uh, we have decided as soon as I finished reading Mr. Impossible, I texted her and was like, "We're doing an episode." <laughs> There's no other option. Um, but before we get to that, um, I do want to remind you all that we have a Patreon now. We are on Patreon. So you can subscribe there for extra bonus content. We have three tiers that will get you all sorts of different um, perks. And some of them have like merch goodies that I will send straight to you. Um, so please check us out at patreon.com slash let's get bitchin' to get extra content, to get merch, and to financially support our fun little local small podcast because you love us and uh it's yeah Pride month, so if you don't do it you're actually a homophobic <laughs> that's a hot take i'm a lesbian i can say that i really hope the mic picked that up because that's that's iconic <laughs> you have to do it or you're a homophobe i'm a lesbian which means i have the right to say that 
Just so you know. <laughs> We're the backbone of the gay community. I can say that. <laughs> it's true. It's all true. You heard it here first from your resident lesbian. Oh, my God. I said last time that I was going to come up with a new name for you every time I introduce you, but you introduced yourself. So, uh, welcome. This is Becca, our resident lesbian, and my ex-roommate. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> this is the hallowed halls in which we roam. We can mm-hmm. stay in my room. Yeah, last night we went out and bought fast food and did like the traditional um, Genesee, Naomi, Rebecca yeah. roundup. It was it was a wonderful, beautiful disaster. Um, so, Mr. Impossible. Mr. Impossible. Um, if you're new here, uh, Becca got me obsessed with the Raven Boys, uh, the Raven Cycle. That series is just gender envy. They're just men that I'm like, man, <laughs> I wish I could be that. If I was a man, <laughs> I'd be the man. If I was a man, I'd be Gansey. <laughs> just kidding, I'd be Declan. You would be Declan. Um, so The Raven Cycle is a four-book series that follows these teenage friends through, like, Western Virginia, and they're, like, searching for this dead king that's going to give them a wish. Southern Virginia, JK. Yeah, Western, <laughs> that is actually really important, Southern Virginia. It's Southern. I don't know geography. I'm They're sorry. pretty close to the Western in, West Virginia border. Because in the Dreamer series, they talk about being in West Virginia, right? No, they go to Pennsylvania. They go to but Pennsylvania. They're, from they're all over the place. Western Virginia is a separate state. Um, and they live near the border of West Virginia. Weren't they there at one point in this last book, in Mr. Impossible? I don't know if they went to West Virginia. Because they went all over the place. West Virginia is... Yeah. Okay. It's like, um, no, no, that's what I was going to say. Look how it's like this, but no, West Virginia is like Appalachia, <laughs> like eyebrow, eyebrow raise, like not super great. It is the home of Mothman, though. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, but fascinating. Not, not a free healthcare Ooh, or okay. dentistry. They're in uh, Southern Virginia, and um, yeah, it's a good time. And two of the main characters from that book, Adam and Ronan, got their own spin-off series. Well, mostly Ronan. Mostly Ronan got his own spin-off series called the Dreamer series. Um, we just did an episode a few weeks ago before the release of um, Mr. Impossible about the first book uh, in the series called Down the Hawk. It is a trilogy, so there are now two out of the three books out. And how fucking long are we going to have to wait for the third book, Becca? I think it's about another year. That's fucking awful. Yeah, it's pretty far. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll get through it. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's as, as good of a synopsis, well, I think, about the books. I mean, there's more that could be said. Well, I think but, like, the, we have whole episodes on that. Well, and I think the overall, like, idea of, that needs to be captured is that, like, the Raven Boys really is the story about adolescence, yes. and the Dreamer series is sort of dealing with what comes after, like your, what happens after your teenage adventure is over and your mm-hmm. friends leave you. Yeah. Because the Raven Boys is really a story about found family, mm-hmm. but as with most teenagers, like people move. Like Adam is yeah. at Harvard, Blue and Gansey. I don't even. They're taking a gap year. And they don't even appear in the series, this no. book at all. They appear in a phone call in the first book, and that's it. And this this is where about where they are that's lynchburg because um the zip code that ronan gives us for lynchburg virginia which i'm assuming was a joke between lynch and lynchburg right right i've actually been to lynchburg that's virginia um because it's a drive through to william and mary i really want to know if that's going to come up in the third book because it hasn't come up yet him giving the zip code 
Well, they got mad at him because he was like, you shouldn't be fucking giving that. Yeah. And this is, well, this is off, but this is just where Williamsburg is in comparison. I was also kind of like... I'm a coastal. Mm. So I'm still... This is like, I'm... Right. I'm just... I wonder if that's going to come up. Well, like, because he gave the zip code, but I was like, why didn't he just give a fake zip code? Well, we still don't know who the woman was that came to the property during the Opal short story. If it was Mora That's Cora, such a good point. We don't know if it was Mora Cora or if it was Carmen. I'm assuming it was more like Roman's mom. Not Roman mom. Declan's, Declan's mom. mom. But I don't think it was a moderator. Because I think it would have been more relevant if they were like, yeah, someone was at yeah. the barns. I think that would have come up. But yeah. It could have been Hennessy. But she was. She didn't really sh- smell weird. And she was in D.C. Which is not that I do close. think it is probably going to be either Morakora or another dreamer. Yeah. Because I'm like, if you were to drive from D.C. to that part of Virginia, it's going to be like four hours. Like, that's not a quick trip. Mm. But um, but what we were saying about that, like, the Raven Boys is really, yes. like, the Raven, the Raven Cycle is much more a story about adolescence. And the Ra- and then the dreamer trilogy is much more dealing with, like, what do you do when, like, your teenage dream is over? Yeah. And, like, Especially because when you have stories like Adam and Ronan specifically, like it kind of got wrapped up with a bow, like they're together, mm-hmm. it's over, but like what comes next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very real reality, but yeah. it's also very funny to think that like I am now older than them, like considerably. Right. I think I'm older than Declan at this point. I think you are too. Because <sighs> I'm 22. I'm really confused about how old Declan is. Is he still in college? Declan is still in college. Um, he was doing an internship at the beginning of. Call him a hawk, but he just never talks about college. So I'm like, did you just stop going to college? I think he might have. He's having his hot girl summer in Massachusetts on a boat and shit with Tennessee. I literally nah, Jordan. <laughs> I guess I'm so confused. <laughs> okay, so that's a wonderful place to. Um, this episode is basically all going to be spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers for Mr. Impossible, pause us. Come back once you've read it. Um, if you don't care about spoilers, buckle in because uh, shit's about to get wild. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> so the last episode we did of um, for Call on the Hawk before Mr. Impossible, we did a bunch of predictions yes. for Mr. Impossible. And honestly, I'm not sure I wrote all of them down. Look at all of these. I listened to it and tried to get all of our fucking predictions. Like it was insane. Um, well, I'm going really fast. It's okay. Um, some of those are valid. Two, the first two are three. I was a hundred percent right about my commentary about. Just like being oh, 100%. Schooling. That was, was iconic. Like, well, I was like, that's just what it's like to be in college. Like, <laughs> he's like, Adam didn't answer me for two days. I hit myself. I'm gonna kill myself. I'm like, girl. Especially the dream he has with all the fucking wheels that say Tanquam on like, it. Adam just doesn't love me. I'm like, have you been to college? It's so but No. Adam was busy. He didn't even finish high school. I know, like, does not understand. No, I just keep being like, that's literally just what it's like to be in college. Like, if I, if my. Oh. I, I have not seen my two friends in person at the same time since I was a sophomore in college and I am graduated. So I'm like, can you imagine being that, like, um, excuse me, my friend didn't answer my, my boyfriend didn't answer my phone call for two, oh, I mean, like, it is reasonable to be concerned, but, like, a day? Like, bitch, I sleep for 11 hours sometimes. And, like, the text message was, like, damn cool. I think... Well, yeah, and I think that it it wasn't even that long before he went off his bride and then didn't have his phone. Yeah, no, he said it was like a lot, it was like a day. Yeah. And I'm like, it was ridiculous. sir, I have literally slept like 13, and now, it also, we were, it's confirmed that Adam has a job. Like, originally mm-hmm. it wasn't really, I don't think it was actually discussed in the first book whether or not Adam had 
a right. job outside of Harvard, and he does. He worked in an automotive shop. So out of his going to and school for full time, scamming rich people, scamming rich and people. He has a full, and he has to go to school and have a job. I'm like Ronan. I love Adam scamming them. If I was Adam Parrish, work to Adam Parrish, but I'm different. If my boyfriend was a multimillionaire, I would not be working through Harvard. <laughs> I, I would not be driving eight hours. I'd be like, hello, <laughs> handsome boyfriend, pay for my fucking flight from Massachusetts. For real. But yeah, you definitely called that. Um, we did not get much Adam at all yeah. in this book, and we really wanted that. That one of our bi- one of our big predictions was you mentioned like Harvard falling apart, um, more of him with the lace. I wanted to see more of his psychic abilities. We didn't really get any of that. Maddie Stefaner did release an additional chapter through Reddit that's just Adam's perspective because she didn't okay. cut it. It's really not much more than what we got. Because we got one Adam perspective, right? But it was no. really weak. It wasn't Adam's perspective. No, it was, it was Declan. Declan's um, talking about Adam. Real weak. Which, but I do, I've been waiting for Ronan to realize that Declan and Adam are the same fucking person. <laughs> This whole time, because they are the goddamn they same. They are the same And person. I was like, he's like, I hate Declan. Fuck Declan. And he's like, but my boyfriend Adam and his beautiful work gloves with mine outside the door. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, all we learned was that Ronan is a cottage core gay. Like, yes. in the first book, he's sitting there being like, Adam feeds me warm tomatoes from the sun. Ah. And then this one, he has a whole moment, like, looking at the gloves outside yeah. of the door, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. Um, it is super sweet. But I'm like, cottage core gay, bitch. I, I, I one thing I need Maddie Steve Otter to confirm is what I want to know what Adam's studying so bad because I want to know. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I'm, I'm a personal holder of Adam Parrish lawyer head canon. Yeah. But or I don't, finance. Finance. Because I know that's not people. Adam Parrish would like plants. So I was like, Adam Parrish likes money. I really. He's going to be a big law lawyer. I'm holding out hope for this bitch because, okay. Here's the thing. I was listening to our episode, and of course, you're a total Declan Ho. Like, I you are 110% Declan Lynch. Declan Lynch has lesbian energy. <laughs> I love Jordan Hennessy, but I am not her because I'm not nearly cool enough to be Jordan Hennessy. Um, if I am anyone, I am Adam. The only thing is, I am Adam if he figures out that he is not meant for that high stakes, like, rich people world because I really don't oh, think yeah. he is like he that's what the, he wants and he had the whole breakdown at Yancey's party yeah but also I mean like when you're at 17 you don't know anything <laughs> but yeah so and, and it's so funny because I used to very much be like that and I wanted to get into or I thought I wanted to get into politics and the whole bag and be a fancy rich bitch and then I was like oh no I'm like this little like spiritual like not a full hippie but like you know i'm i just want to like hang out and like do abolition work (laughs) and i feel like that is adam i feel like adam will be so much more at peace if he just accepts that he is not meant to be in this high stakes world and he should just chill out and um do some black market shit with his boyfriend and be a psychic I just want... Find a nice place on the ley line to live and be a fucking psychic. <laughs> Adam Parrish needs money. <laughs> See, Becca and I are on opposite ends of this. I'm a Declan Lynch whore. <laughs> I'm like, get a job! 
I say as someone who has not had a job in three years. Oh my god, does that make me Ronan? Yeah. Why did it make you Danzy? We just like go off in the sense. That's the most offensive thing you've ever said to me, Becca. <laughs> Sit with it. <laughs> um, no, I think. Oh my god. I don't know. I think Adam is a very interesting character because I think he is. In this series, we do see him as, even though he's like in this new position at Harvard, like he's still kind of figuring out where he sits with them. And he, I think mm-hmm. his death is like he could never belong with these people because they're all like eating fancy waffles or whatever. Yeah. And Adam's like talking to Declan about how he's been like hacking into like yeah. government databases <laughs> because Ronan is a, like an eco terrorist. <laughs> But honestly, like, what I, do really, I do really love seeing that from Declan's perspective because <laughs> Declan, Declan also is stepping away from that world. Like, yeah. he thought he wanted to be full in the politics world, and he's like, no, actually, I am a lot more at peace when I'm just hanging out at museums and taking shady deals from, like, black market dealers. Well, it's because he thought he had to be boring to protect the family, which I do take offense to because that <laughs> is the internship. Declan and Lynch and I had an internship in the same building but doing the same job and he's like yeah it helps me hide because I'm boring and I'm like do you not understand that is one of the most prestigious internships you can get under that degree like there is a status of being a hill turn that is endless and so I am filled with rage that he thinks it's boring because it's really not um I'm like excuse me I met a vice president that way you whore um, but uh, I met two vice presidents that way. What did you mean? I met Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. Holy shit! Yeah, Kamala Harris kind of laughed at me because I gasped when I saw her because I was so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to go to a luncheon and then she walked by me and went. <gasps> it was one of my first days there, and I was. She was like, "Hi," and I was like, "Ah." But yeah, um, like I'm fine. I'm an intern. Yeah, I was like, don't look at me. That's though. so fucking cool. I know. I'm actually really sad. She used to wear really cool high heels, but then she wanted. You met Elizabeth Warren too, right? I did. I shook hands with her. There's a photo of it. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Really cool. just like low key flexing out here. Honestly, I keep forgetting it was three years ago. So my brain's like, I don't know. I called Kamala Harris being a VP then, though. I oh. called it. Oh. But um, back to Declan. <laughs> but. Declan is very much, he's kind of accepted that, like, he can't have a boring life because, one, he's, like, no longer taking care of Ronan. Because we do see, I think that's one of the very key things of this is, like, Ronan is no longer being portrayed as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about how he looks. I think it's Declan sees Ronan and talks about how, like, De- he looked older. Like, he had, like, mm-hmm. sh- like he had, like, scruff and he looked, like, tired and yeah. wasn't this, like... And I think that's a big thing is... Declan Lynch, oldest sibling, TM, realizing that, like, you cannot take care of your siblings at your own expense of yourself, because yeah. Matt, that's a huge arc of the, of the book, is Matthew realizing that, like, he can be his own person. Yes. And while And I think that was, one of my, that was one of my favorite things of this book, was Matthew's character development, because you saw a lot in him, we, some of our predictions actually have to do with Matthew. Because I love Matthew. Matthew is so fun. And, like, we were, yeah, we were talking about, like, okay, is he in school? Like, what the fuck was happening with him, with him in school? Doesn't he enroll? It might be it up, or does he enroll himself back in school? So he's trying to, when okay. the ley line gets shut yeah, down, yeah. and he falls asleep in the guidance counselor office. Because I was trying to think oh. about that. Earlier when we were doing it, I'm like, is that, that something terrible. that I heard people talking about? No, or did that they actually happens. do that? Because yeah. I mean, I'm very ingrained in the Raven Cycle fandom. So I was like, is that something that people were like yeah, hoping they did? Declan basically pulled him out of school to move to Boston. Honestly, that's like, <laughs> not gonna lie, what's Matthew Lynch gonna do with a degree? 
<laughs> and then Matthew, Matthew has this whole Matthew like. Should be hooked out to pasture like a golden retriever. You know. <laughs> Matthew has a whole crisis about like being a dream and like, am I a person? Like, what? And then, and it's so cool. Like, one of the things that we predicted was it was so interesting because we predicted Jordan and Declan taking care of Matthew on the barns. We were wrong about the barns but part. They were doing it everywhere else. She stole his fucking car. <laughs> It was so hot. I was. She stole his car and then sent him a postcard, telling her, telling him to meet her at a museum. And he was like, and he he was all like bitter about his car getting stolen. He's all fuck her, fuck this. And then he's like, hey, uh, Matthew, we're uh, gonna go to Boston. No reason, just to want to look at smart. You want something really funny? Declan Lynch and Edward Cullen drive the same like car. They both oh drive Volvos, which are not sexy cars at all. Which I think is yeah. so funny. They're like. Oh. He drives a Volvo. As it's literally like someone's dad car. You know, my ex drove a Volvo. It's not sexy. It's like when I found out that Roman. That was the one thing my, I used to do with my dad. Is we used to drive, and I used to be like, what's this car from the Raven Boys? And I would demand explanations. And it would literally blow my mind. Because he'd be like, oh, he'd literally say things verbatim from the book. He'd be like, someone's a racist, so we won't go into that. But, like, cause there is racist shit against one uh, of the Shibishis in. Mm. They're called race racers. Mm. It's not good. But it actually apparently, like, is a thing that people say. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, no, like, um, when I realized that mm, Ronan Lynch's car is ugly, in my opinion, <laughs> it was very mind-blowing. He's like, it's a shark-nosed BMW. BMWs are ugly. That's yeah. just, I was like, first of I all, see that. they're ugly. I like some of the, like, kind of SUV-ish, almost. But part of the thing now is that, like, cars today almost always look the same. And, and they're boring. And Volvos look like, not Volvos, um, BMWs look like you drive them to a bank. Which, but it does make my favorite scene of the Raven Boys is when Adam goes back to see his dad, I think, at the end oh, yeah. of the Raven Boys. Is it the last, yeah. it's one of the last scenes of the series. Mm-hmm. And he drives um, Ronan's BMW. And I'm like, what a legend, driving a fucking BMW through a trailer park. And then, because I think he calls it, I think Adam's dad called it his boyfriend's Beamer or yeah. something. And I remember being like, I mean, how mad can you be at that boyfriend? He's driving a fucking nice car. I was like, that car's worth more than your trailer. <laughs> and we're like, 80% it's a real oh car. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because that's the dream to copy, right? No, I don't think so. I think the BMW is original. They never talked about replacing Is the it the Sting? Because one of Gansey's cars, cars replaced. gets fucked. But I don't think the Volvo ever does. Not the Volvo. I don't think the BMW ever does. The BMW is Ronan's car. Yes. But okay. it might have been dreamed originally. We don't know because it's... Um, right. Well, no, but if it was... It, never, it, would, it wouldn't work anymore if it was if it was the dream car from Ronan's dad. But it, it does work. Mm-hmm. So it is a real, it is a real BMW. No, the objects still work. After their dream, don't they? It's just the people who stop. That's and, true. Like, the lift thing. Because weird shit works. Because they talk yeah. about like the iron. There's like a. I remember it's like a knife that's hot in the mm-hmm. house. Because I think blue and like the clocks and stuff. Like there's a bunch of stuff that still works. Maggie's teeth water. Be consistent. It's challenge. confusing. It's confusing. She's too busy having teenage children. <laughs> Which is why you will never get an X-rated scene out of that series. Her kids are seventeen. I know. I want to say though, I totally called the painting, not the nude part, but. But yeah. the painting period. Being a weird, like, intimate vibe. Yes. But it was good. I loved that, to be honest. I knew that. I knew it. I knew they were going to have this whole thing where they painted together. I didn't call the sweet metals. I still don't fucking understand that. I was kind of surprised that we didn't predict that because I feel like we have in the past talked about them because it was a thing. 
Ronan, it was either, I think it was in the Opal short story that Ronan was trying to figure out a way to get dreams to stay alive, right? He was, like, doing the whole test oh, with the cow. That's in, that's just in Call of Duty. It's just in Call yeah. So, I'm surprised that we didn't talk about that, because I feel like we've talked about that. Like, we knew that Ronan, at some point, was probably going to try to continue bringing stuff back to life. And it turned out to be fucking Jordan was just like, fuck this. Hennessy's fucking reckless. She hasn't talked to me in weeks. She's off doing who knows what with Bride and Ronan. I'm figuring out my own damn shit, and I'm I'm going to make a damn sweet metal. I'm like, God, yes, Jordan. This is why you're our bitch. Jordan is legend. I still love, I love nothing more than Hennessy's just dragging of, dragging of Roman Lynch. They all just drag, like, Hennessy's just always, my favorite scene of the entire series is them in the room with all the screens when they get into oh it. Oh my God, that was incredible. When, when she, he starts, to, when she starts to try to, like, be like, oh, is Adam just going to leave you? Because it, it's like, cause, oh my god, yeah, because he oh gets exposed god. because all the screens turn into his lost screen with Adam. Yeah. And because and she's like, oh yeah, like, oh nice, is he gonna, is he for now, or is he just gonna leave you, or something like, and then uh, all the screens turn into her dead copies. <laughs> I was like, it was one of those moments is Ronan has not, well, in this book, he has a lot of, like, Ronan Lynch's. Oh, yeah. But I feel like in, like, in Call of the Hawk, we kind of forgot that Ronan Lynch is, like, is that, an asshole? and he's that bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that bitch let Kavinsky die. Like, he's not a whole, like, he is not gonna play your games. And I love, I love Sorry. adding stakes to these things, because oh, yeah. throughout the series, it always is weird when you're like, okay, but, like, you're dealing with such high power shit, and you're, like, 19, mm-hmm. bitch, people can be fucked. And so I oh, love yeah. that Ronan Lynch got his chance to be, like, Oh, don't forget, I'm, he's like, don't forget I'm a villain. He's a fucking asshole. And I really love it, too, because, like, we talked about this in our last episode because it was present in Call Down the Hawk, but it was, like, tenfold. The platonic intimacy mm-hmm. in Mr. Impossible shown through more than anything. It's definitely very present that that's the, like, Gen- Hennessy and Ronan are mm-hmm. the, like, prevalent the dynamic absolutely um but that's what also yeah. makes it very painful well it's not even painful but like very shocking uh, when hennessy when she changes when she leaves and like that was very upsetting and we just, what we're seeing is ronan is more and more cre- like even when he thinks he has bride who is his yeah. dream oh my god bride is his dream bride is his dream i was very bride. thrilled but it also, like, he's creating, like, he's so self-isolated yeah. at this point. Like, he doesn't, he thinks his brother and his boyfriend conspired to have him killed. It's incredible. That's pretty fun. I do love, but I do love eco-terrorist Ronan Lynch. That is so <laughs> funny to me. This bitch did not finish high school, but he really said, I'm gonna just fuck up the I brain. love that arc for him. I mean, and I really do love that, like, you know, we talked about the theme like, you talked about the themes of, like, the Raven Cycle being very much, like, adolescence and, like, finding yourself and found family and things like that. And then, of course, in Mr. Impossible, it was very much, like, growing up into yourself and who you are and, like, all of the very complicated things that are involved with that. And then Mr. Impossible, or call them the Hawk. I think I said that title wrong. Um, and then Mr. Impossible came out of nowhere and was like, yeah, yeah, that's all cool, but uh, eco-terrorism. <laughs> Adam Parrish is so, like, very much the eco, like, not to say eco-terrorist, but Adam Parrish is definitely that bitch. And so it's very yeah. fun to remember that Roman Lynch is also that bitch. <laughs> and that they're that bitch. Like, and it's so sad because I'm like, I understand that, like, there's reasons that we have them driven apart. And it's because yes. like, Roman is 
self-isolating his mm-hmm. depression and like yeah well maybe his like ideas might have a real reason but like also he's so self-deluded into like self-importance because like oh yeah with especially when we realize that like he dreamed bride that like he's created all of these ideas about like being a dreamer is about like clearing out the modern world and like mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where i was taught that like growing up i was taught that like if something sounds too convenient to your worldview then you should question it because yeah. like that is a bad sign, um, right. especially when it involves like hurting other people. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, hey, Ronan, if eco terrorism sounds awful convenient to your life view, then maybe you should reconsider. Like, you need to challenge those ideals and maybe not wipe out power grids. That would be pretty cute. Maybe don't do that. Especially it's so hot in Virginia. It's you can't, so, you can't wipe out power grids. There's so much involved with it because it's like part of it is like, yes, like, it, because. I mean, part of what he's talking about, he's talking about global warming. Oh, yeah. You know what climate I mean? Climate change. Yeah. He's, he's talking about climate change, and he's talking about, like, correcting that. But the thing is, is he's not talking about correcting that in a, like, a, a way where, like, humanity changes their behaviors or, like, anything sustainable. He's no. like, I'm just going to, like, wipe it out so these dams and these power grids and these, like, what is it, the farm, the... It's not a farm farm, it's like a power farm. You oh, know, like yeah, a yeah. Weird, like, like a power grid or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He makes it so it was like they weren't over there in the first place. <laughs> Except when he drives his car through that. Oh, that was so fucking weird. Ronan Lynch really said, I am going to be the frontier of the land back <laughs> movement. I am giving the land back. <laughs> Honestly, what white man solidarity. He really said, I'm the whitest man I've so ever seen, and I'm going to give it back. I'm going to give it back. Though the most relatable scene was Ronan in a fast food restaurant where he kept oh eating to fill his sadness and it didn't work. And I was like, he's right. Let him eat the hamburgers to fix his sadness. <laughs> and it's so interesting, too, because he so clearly is depressed. But they're putting it into this context of um, the night wash, right? Yeah. So into the context of if he is too far away from a landline or he goes too long without pulling something out of a dream... He gets violently ill to a point where he almost dies. And so it's when he goes into this fast food restaurant, he's having a night wash issue, but he just feels hungry and he feels empty. And he's trying to squash that with um, food, fast food, which, yeah, that was a super mood. <laughs> he like goes around and eats everything in this restaurant. I just think Ronan Lynch needs more gay friends. Mm. I don't know if they solve much of the problem. I also think, to go back to the whole bride thing, I think it's really interesting because you have so many instances where, one, Ronan is accidentally pulling shit out of his dreams. Mm -hmm. But more than that, especially with bride, we see that he's pulling things out of his dreams that tell him more about himself than he can see. We saw that with, um, I mean, Lyndon Mary pulled out on purpose, but Cave's Water... Right? Mm-hmm. He pulls out an entire fucking for- magical forest. And a new one. Um, yeah, yeah, Lyndon Mears, his new one. And, um... <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? All right, that's fair. And so, um, I think it's really interesting that, like, you have this whole theme of Ronan not understanding his full capacity and not being able to see himself for who he is and the people around him not being able to see himself for who he is. Like, the whole thing with Ronan, or not Ronan, Declan and Adam are both so scared that 
of Bride. And Bride's, of, like, poisoning Rose. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh my gosh, we have to get him away from Bride. Bride is making him do things he would never do, and all of this shit. When, and to the point where they're willing to hand him over to this quasi-governmental agency that wants to kill him. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I hate old men, too. And, well, no, they want They get Ronan. No, there isn't, isn't that a part of the thing that they're, like, they're not going to take That's what I... Declan Lynch knows better. Declan Lynch has to fucking know better. So Declan Lynch makes this phony-ass deal with Carmen Fruitland, who I do not trust for a fucking second. She's gay. Let her live. I... Okay, we're going to have to talk about Carmen, because I have so many fucking feelings about Carmen. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break here in a second so I can get water and get more wine. I'm going to pee. This really is, I feel like this weekend is a nice little like flashback to when we all lived here, mm-hmm. to our hot girl summer last year. We got trashed on so many occasions. Truly did. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out on Taylor Swift. It was wonderful. Oh my God, I forgot about Taylor Swift. <laughs> We drank like five bottles of wine that night. Yeah, I'm very susceptible. I am t- I am too, but I'm also the instigator. I'm yeah. terrible. I'm an instigator in most Honestly, I emotionally identify yeah. as Declan Lynch, but like oh with one single ounce of alcohol, I'm a Roman Lynch. I'm like, time to go, let's fight. I don't, I really, I honestly, if I was going to really identify as any of the characters, I would probably be closest to like a Persephone. Mm. Because Persephone was just so, like, like kind of spiritual and off on her own and, like, came in and, like, you know, was involved when it mattered and then, you know, accidentally committed suicide. <laughs> I know. And, and, um, and Adam's been doing that kind of shit again, too. Yeah. I really, I really do feel like I am Adam if he, if, if he didn't make, you know, with different life choices, you know? Honestly... I'm a Declan Kim through and through. You are. You are. But I would it's a problem. never move to Massachusetts. That's the difference. <laughs> seems, too, seems too loud there. Seems too Okay, so anyway. So the whole thing with Bride. Um, I feel like it's just so telling that like everyone around him was like, oh my gosh, Bride's going to corrupt. Or Bride is corrupting him. Bride's making him an eco-terrorist. When Ronan literally created someone to encourage him to do all the things he already wanted to do. And I think, honestly, from where my perspective is, I think it's very convenient for Ronan to think those things because that's what he wants to do. And I don't think he's fully interrogated the, like, reasons behind why he wants to do those things. I think that's an excellent point. And I do think, I think that what they're talking about with the ley lines is really interesting, especially because they're, like we already mentioned, they're talking about a huge issue that is a huge issue for us and in any, you know, any universe of... Um, you know, global warming and all of that stuff and the, the impact that humans have in the world that we've created and the technologies that we've created and how badly that's fucking over the our ecosystems. But they're talking about it in the context of this, like, magical energy. I think that's really interesting. And I'm really interested to see, like how they're going to come to terms with that. Because I don't think, like, obviously, Ronan's solution is not the right one. 
<laughs> like you can't just dream away dams, my fam. You know, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. That's so fucking dangerous. Um, but also Hennessy was being selfish as shit. Hennessy fucking sh- dreamed up the the ley lines being shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was afraid of the lace. And what I actually, I was just rereading the Wikipedia page. We do know why Brian's still awake. He has the sweet metal from Locke that he stole from the moderator. Yes. 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 So that I did know that. I was like, why? The, we I don't know, know why. We don't yeah. know why Ronan's asleep. What if Ronan just said, because he's I... tired. <laughs> Ronan's just sleepy. Like, sometimes I'm like, what if it was, like, there's all these, like, oh, what if Also, because things? wasn't he with, I mean, well, they said the sweet metal in Bride's pocket was really weak. I wonder if it had, I feel like it has something to do with the night wash. I'm like, what if? You know, like, I feel like it's something along, or the, the, the ley lines not being powerful enough, because he's supposedly, like, so tied to them. I'm like, look, I'm an insomniac, too. Sometimes you just fall asleep. <laughs> like, what if everyone's just tired? I wonder if he has, I mean, he's been doing the most. He's been dreaming whole-ass people in forests on the accident. He's probably tired. <laughs> I was like, maybe he finally took some trazodone. I want to know why the fuck Jordan's awake. Yeah, we don't know. I wonder if just. I think. Well, <laughs> well, I think the portrait of Declan she drew is a sweet metal. I absolutely and agree. I think, I but it's, it's not sweet. on her. But I'm wondering if the creation of it is enough. Like, if, because she. I am curious. It. Yeah, I am curious about that. Like, is she now a sweet metal? But I don't know. I'm still How not, does that work? I'm just very... Sweet metals are very confusing. Yeah. If we're being honest. Have you seen Potter said, I like art and the rest of you are going to fucking deal with it? <laughs> Do you want me to brush your No, I'm good. <laughs> She's just sitting... I really love being able to record in person with people now because this is so fucking fun. We're just drunk and she's brushing her hair and I'm thinking about Roman and Adam. So I like Declan and Jordan better. So since we've already gotten ourselves to this weird place with the fucking sweet metals, let's do a quick recap of who's awake and who's asleep and all the shit that got fucked. Yes. Okay. Matthew is asleep. Mm-hmm. Roman is asleep. Yes, but we don't know if that he can't be a dream. He cannot possibly. He's not. Be a dream. I don't think he's a dream, but I think something's fucked up with Bride yeah. being awake. Yeah. Um. I think. Bride's awake, Hennessy's awake. Jordan's awake. Jordan's awake, Declan's awake. Almost all of the moderators fell asleep. Which is kind of sexy. <laughs> I was so happy. Also, I'm su- so Carmen, Liliana, and Hennessy are all together now. Yes. Which in their gay commune. In their in their gay commune. I love Liliana. Liliana. I love Liliana so much. Liliana's teaching around her ugly girlfriend for the rest of us to just deal with. <laughs> So my problem with Carmen Frugling is she uh, she gives herself a lot of self-importance and I'm like you're not that important you're not that interesting you're honestly a bitch I mean like yeah boo boo hoo your brother is a serial killer and he killed your parents Mm. oh fucking well you know what we all have shitty brothers go fuck yourself Carmen you didn't have to bring on the end of the world Winning. You know what? That's not what it is. Because <laughs> Liliana is the girl boss out here. Like Hennessy, I I mean she did shut down the ley lines and that's shitty, but like Hennessy is out here girl bossing. 
Carmen Farouk Lane is out here being a like bitter little bitch who's like, oh, my brother was a serial killer, but I was told that I could help sit, stop the end of the world, so I'm going to try to stop it. And I'm so important. Look at me. And she brought on the end of the world. So many people died because of her. Airplanes are falling from the sky. She Birds did. falling from the sky. Maybe people should be more careful with their dreams. <laughs> You know what? Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. That, that, is, that is not the message here. That's what I got. That is not. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have made a dream a fucking pilot. Consider <laughs> that. Take some personal responsibility. <laughs> Don't have dreams do that. That's stupid Take shit. Literally, that's so dumb. Me? I, me? <laughs> I do love that. That's a really good point. In the words of Tyra Banks, um... <laughs> When I get angry with a girl, it's because I see myself in that girl. My mama used to yell at me like this because she loved me. That's how I feel about it, where I'm like, you have to take responsibility for yourself because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. That's me to these dreams. Maybe, maybe if you knew you weren't a real person, you should have fucking driven a plane. Maybe they didn't know. Matthew didn't know for a while. Maybe, well, then the personal responsibility is on the dreamer. Law obviously didn't know. Then maybe their dreamers wouldn't be trying to Then it's on the dreamer. The dreamers should have been behaving yeah. responsible. You know what? That's I think true. I started the dreamers. Bottom. Dreamers? I really don't. Fuck I'm like, you. why are the dreamers here? They should have this power. I'm, I'm ready to launch a full you're just scale. Jealous I'm jealous. You're to, not a dreamer. No, I wouldn't want to be a dreamer. I don't want personal responsibility. For I don't know that I would want to be a dreamer, but I would be totally fucking down to be a psychic like Adam. I don't want to be a visionary. But because, like, I don't want to accidentally kill people. Like, that would be really difficult. I don't want to be responsible for creation. That's too powerful. So that's why I'm like, listen. Listen, (laughs) Ronan, I love you, support you. You need to be put down by the Catholic Church. No, absolutely not. But he's too powerful. We're going to move forward because obviously we're at ends. (laughs) Where I'm like, "Um, the Catholic Church needs to burn Ronan Lynch at the stake. (laughs) Okay, because of the Catholic Church. Speaking of the Catholic Church, one of the predictions you had... Um, for this book was that they were going to go to Ireland. I'm so sad he didn't. I, okay, my prediction for book three is they're going to go to fucking England. They're going to go to London because that's where Hennessy's from. Mm-hmm. They're going to need access to a new ley line. Uh, right? And then, right? And a lot of what they use is actually from Irish mythology. Like the Grey War yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I think, I think they're totally going to go to London and Ireland. I think it's going to happen. Well, good for them. I really, really, truly do because I mean they're gonna have to go somewhere, right? They should get the job. Otherwise, the third bo- the third book is gonna be so fucking boring. It's called Declan gets a job at a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Declan gets a job. <laughs> that would be so fucking Happy boring. And De- honestly, is that De- I'm about to call Declan's in, um reg- office of the registrar. Also, I'm really, really losing faith that the uh, women of 300 Foxway are going to come back. And I want them to so badly. I mean, yeah. I feel well, like they should. they're going to be fucked up with their ley lines. They oh, they're going to be so line. fucked. Yeah, they do. Dude, I'm just getting a call from Dude, Hennessy, like, what the fuck did you do? Hennessy really fucked everyone over because she's scared of her nightmares. You know what, bitch? We all have problems. We all have trauma. We all have shit that tries to kill us in our sleep. Join the fucking club. I don't have nightmares. You know what? Your family can go fuck yourselves. Naomi doesn't dream. Naomi doesn't. I, uh... Naomi doesn't fucking dream. Becca doesn't have nightmares. I know. 
Fuck you guys. I take so much sleeping medication. I don't leave no nightmares. So do I. I have fucking nightmares. And if I take the hard, hard shit, I get worse nightmares. They get loopy. It's awful. Just take, honestly, somebody needs to buy Ronan Lich a bottle of trazodone. I think that he would like be fucked up on meds if we're being honest with ourselves. I think I would literally save the Dreamer series if people just went to psychologists. Like, Adam Parrish goes to the therapist. Ronan Lynch goes to the therapist. That's that's the title. I want it to be book three's title. Ronan and Adam go to therapy. That was something we talked about last time, and literally every single character in this book needs to go to therapy so bad. Jacqueline Lynch goes to therapy and realizes he's a he-him lesbian. (laughs) Okay, so... um, Two of our predictions were that we were going to get a lot more Bride and a lot more Liliana and Carmen. Hopefully them coupling up obviously has happened. I do love them together. They already had. So I was like, You oh. definitely did. I, I was, was like, like, no. They're already together. And you're like, yeah. nope. And I was like, they I guess were, I just assumed. They were super fucking cute. Um, and I love that Liliana is out here teaching Carmen how to how to knit because she already taught her how to knit so she knew what happened. I know. And I was like, fun. oh my god, I love that so much. I hate time travel, though. Yeah, it is very and confusing. Hate... At the one last thought by Casey McQuinston. I love that book. Did you read more last night? I'm, I'm, I'm on like, I'm the 32% of the way. I'm so excited for you to read that book. Does it end happy? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Very happy. It's, okay, a, it's a beautiful book. Good. Because I was like... You really have to not think about the time travel aspect. You really have to put your thoughts to that. Kevin Winston really said, don't think critically. <laughs> and I'm like, but, like, this bitch should be fired from the job. Who's paying rent? <laughs> Who's paying rent? I don't think... She just she, talk about that. I'm like, is James <laughs> Sue paying rent? In the subway? Okay. So, we're going to take a potty break and uh, fill up our wine glasses break. And we'll be our bee. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's go. Let's return. Where's my phone? We're a disaster. It's fine. Everything's fine. I like that the list on the other side says, it's isn't that real list? It's <laughs> look busy. Yay. <laughs> you know what? Just don't fucking judge. Uh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I was just noticing that. I was recording for a reel for my business content. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was trying to was, write to be like, I knew how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Now the fact that's called me out on my bullshit. Is there a banana Okay, but your, your prediction of the end of dreaming being like what they thought was the end of the world, totally 110% spot on. I on your nose and I have no memory of saying it, so like good for me. I definitely just listened to that our episode. episode yesterday. I listened to the whole thing on the bus. Um, yeah, there was not a full resolution of the lace in the second book, which obviously, I mean, we called that. We really still don't know much about the lace. It seems more and more so like it's specifically tied to Hennessy. Yeah. Maybe that's like her bride or whatever, like it's something that she dreamt she, up. Yeah. I think you're right. And I and it's interesting because it, it came up after her mom killed herself and that's also when she started dreaming the copies of herself. There's so much there. And we that was another prediction we made that we were going to get more of an understanding of Hennessy's background and we really have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's still so much more to know, but, like, we have gotten to know so much more about her already in the second book. And I think we got to see sides of Hennessy that we really didn't get to see in the first book, because the first book, she was only with 
the copies of herself. Yeah. And uh, like and like with people who she really didn't give a fuck about, like making um, forgeries and stuff for them and stuff like that. But her with Ronan is a total. I mean, it was like Bride wasn't even there. And we did see also her with Jordan again when they do their weird street we racing. Did thing. that was so fucked Where, up. Where like we also see how oh. much Hennessy and Jordan are different people. Mm-hmm. Where like. Jordan very much is like, I just want to be normal. I hate wine. Like, he's like, shoot. The drunker I get, the better wine tastes. This wine actually isn't super great. Honestly, right now. It was like $4. I'm going to lay in the grass and listen to Taylor Swift. So I've been suffering. Um, I I was about to say you can do that. It's way too fucking hot for you to do that. I used to sit outside and do that. I I call it acclimating to Virginia. Okay, so continuing. (laughs) Uh, Burning down barns. Hasn't happened yet. It, I think it will. I think it's an important symbolism of like moving past, and I think that's a big thing that Ronan's dealing with is how little he has yeah. moved away from his history of like he is. I don't know. More and more, you see him become his father, like a little bit. Same, but same with Declan. His like, father wasn't cool enough to be an ego. No. But like this, like dreaming corrupting is both. But it's both true for Declan. I think Declan's realizing uncomfortable truths about the fact that his mother being a dreamer doesn't mean that his father couldn't love her, mm-hmm. and like couldn't like they couldn't have it into like he's having to realize his mother was a fully realized human. Yeah. Um, and I think that Declan is going through that similar journey with Jordan, where he's realizing yeah. like. With Jordan oh, and with Matthew. Yeah, where like these are human yeah. people that have fully developed thoughts and like if I if he wants to believe that Jordan is capable of being in a relationship right. and like having those thoughts, that means that Matthew and Aurora both did. Yeah. And I think for him, like he knows obviously that Jordan is a dream and I know that he understands that. But I think there is some sort of separation for him that Matthew is part of his family and Aurora was part of his family. So they feel a lot more like two of the same, right? Mm-hmm. Like he treats Matthew like he's not real because if, you know, I think you said this before, if he believes that Matthew is real, then he has to believe that Aurora is real and that she had agency over the way that she let her father, her, their, let his father treat Declan. Yeah, and just Aurora and him had a complicated relationship too. But yeah. Like, she called him her dauntless Declan, and like they were like not close when he was older. Like we in the canonically in the Raven Boy series, when when they find out that Aurora mm. is like alive or whatever, yeah. um, he never sees her. Yeah, which too makes a lot of sense why she didn't really like Matt or Declan so if she baby. knew. Yeah. And she knew that he was from another woman. And knew that she, but like also then challenges, does she know that she's a copy of the woman that wrote, that Niall Lynch really loved? I would really like to know a bit more about Aurora, because I kind of feel like she did know. I, think I feel we, like there was a lot that she knew that she didn't give away. And I think we might hear more about that in the next mm-hmm. series. I think, not necessarily the next book, I think there might be more Aurora information, because I do think that is like a weird piece that hasn't fully been explained. We did not see more Aurora in the series, did we? Nope. And no. she'll be back. We didn't see her or the um, Lufinian. Is that the copy of her? Niall? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see them. We saw, um, what's the Society of Women called? Uh, fuck. Boudicca? Yeah. We saw some of Boudicca. That's how we learned about the sweet metals. But we didn't see Marqua. No, and I like Marqua. At least not, not that names. we know of. Yeah. Yeah, if she's there, we know she was there. Yeah. 
But, yeah, so, and that was one of our predictions was Declan creating a life with dreams and, like, figuring out what that means for him. He's still very much navigating that shit. I love that he's fully living his Kennedy fantasy, though. He really mm-hmm. said, I'm in Massachusetts, we get in a boat on the bay, <laughs> going to art museums. He really said, the Lynches are the Kennedys now. I really, really loved him going to Boston. I loved that for him because that was really him being like, fuck this, fuck hiding at the barns, fuck college, fuck my internship, like, screw it all, I'm, I'm gonna going do to this. I'm going to Boston, I'm gonna pick up these, like, black market jobs, and he loves it. And he has a townhouse, which is pretty fun. He loves it, yeah, he's, and he's rich. rich. He doesn't fucking need to worry anyway. He's a fucking right? trust fund. And the way, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's had a trust fund. What does he actually, like, listen, the Lynch brothers need to calm down and just enjoy the fact that they have money. If Ronan Lynch literally just shut up for eight minutes. Ronan Lynch could just, like, go home and dream of, why the fuck is your sound on your sociopath? It's my mom texting. And? Oh, she said my package came. <laughs> he heard it here first. He knows he thinks people who talk to their mom are sociopaths. <laughs> sound on on your phone and you know exactly what I was talking oh, about. Girl, we can't go into that trauma. <laughs> We're not sober enough for this conversation. Yeah, I have to have my phone sound on because my daddy's calling in the night to need help being picked up. Oh my up. god, okay. I was we like, can't talk about, about this. We can't trauma. talk about this. <laughs> I, the little, I was like, I yeah. know that was somewhere in my brain, but we don't need to talk about this. That's Everything's fine. Honestly, I can't believe I can relate to Ronan Lynch in a whole new way. I really <laughs> For real, though. I can't believe Ronan Lynch and I are in dead dad gloves. One, one day your sister looked over at me and was like, Genesee, we can all see thrift fest rules now. And I was like, babe, oh, I, I did not need that, I that contextualization. I can't believe you and me are the same. I had that oh same God, I was like, are oh my God, you guys are the same. Me, Luna, I'm in full-on denial. That's fine. I go to therapy enough. It's fine. It's fine. I'm good. I'm working. Will you stop looking at my to-do list, you hoe? No. <laughs> She's trying to look at my personal things. Yeah. Do you have any idea how much a to-do list says about a person, Becca? Yes. My to-do lists are all called, like, Rebecca, please get your shit together. I swear to God, we can't spiral again. <laughs> You're still holding my, to- my, my notebook. My name is Adam I know you want to look at my fucking list. Adam Parish Kid. You dirty hoe. Okay. Um... Next thing on our predictions list was Niall Lynch character defamation and Bride being a friend of Niall while we were wrong. But we do get some Niall Lynch character defamation. And the fact that, like, well, I think Roman Lynch is coming to terms that Niall Lynch isn't, like, a good person. That's true. And I think Declan Lynch is on his hot girl summer, so he doesn't give a fuck about his dead dad. Oh, 110%. Love that for him. I do think it's... My titty was fully out. I was just not it's okay, paying attention. <laughs> I didn't think you were. I, just, I looked at myself. <laughs> I looked at myself in the screen of my cell phone. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, it's summer and I'm from Southern California. So um, everything about me is out and I don't give a fuck. Right, I'm wearing a bra. So it's not like um, full t- It's not my yeah. actual titty. If your actual titty was out, I'd be like, Rebecca, put, put it in your, your fucking anyway. shirt. Yeah, no. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a bralette. Um, okay. So, yeah, and the, th- the interesting thing, I mean, obviously we were so wrong about Bride. Um, Niall, though, 
more so than Niall character definition was remember that quote that I read about hate being a yeah. simple word we were pretty spot on about that it ended up being about his entire family he well, hates like, his entire family and honestly though that's just like what it's like to be 20 <laughs> We're like, it do is. I hate my parents or do I just need to eat a snack? Mm-hmm. It's John Mulaney that's like, do my friends hate me or am I just hungry? <laughs> and I'm like, that's literally wrong. <laughs> does his entire, does he so hate true. his whole family or does he just need a nap? I mean, same. I have a salt humor series with a bottle of melatonin <laughs> and like a self-help book. <laughs> Honestly, so many of their issues really don't need to be issues. Honestly, if Ronan Lynch just used his cell phone, like, a third of their problems would be gone. He just needs to answer his phone. And they just need to fucking talk to each other. Like, when he was talking to Adam and he got all upset, like, he really just needed to have a fucking conversation with his boyfriend and not be an emotional little prick. Honestly, Adam could do better, so he needs needs to put some respect on Adam Parrish's name, because Adam Parrish is a hot girl, so... Adam Parrish is having his hot girl summer in Massachusetts, so maybe you should put respect on his name. <laughs> I really That's wanted, my hot take. I really wanted more about Adam's powers and their connection from Caveswater, and we didn't get that. I'm not sure Maggie's stepdaughter is ever going to explain to us what the fuck happened with Caveswater and Adam and Ronan and that whole weird thing. I think we're going to get more Adam in the third book. I think we are too, but I specifically want to know about their, like, connection to each other and through dreams and I am okay after he dreamt up bride I am really curious if it's possible that he can can he dream did he dream Adam's powers his psychic abilities like did he dream Adam to be attracted to him like are there limits to this well they kind of had that conversation in the raven cycle because it's like even I think before they're dating when he's like what if I, I don't know what they say, he's like, what if I dreamed you perish? And he's like, well, thanks for the straight teeth. And it's like, <laughs> literally what he says. And um, I think, <laughs> I think that Adam isn't, I don't think he is what Ronan would have dreamed. Like, right. honestly, because Ronan's kind of a shithead. Um, and Adam is, I don't think Adam is a dream. Well, also, we know he's not, because he wasn't, he wasn't affected by any of the stuff that was happening. Like, when Ronan was, like, he never fell asleep. So if he's a dream, then he's not Ronan's dream. I think that's an interesting point. I don't think he's a dream, though. We don't know if he was awake or asleep at the end of the book. No, we don't know if he's awake or asleep, but we know he never was faltered during um, when the demon came in the end of the Raven the Raven King, and Ronan's, like, dying on the street. Mm. Adam isn't. He's Mm. blindfolded with the demon possessing him and shit, but he's not. He's not asleep. Weird. Rebecca remembers details. <laughs> These books are so fucking weird. I read that book oh, in. Shit. It's okay. I read that book in Germany, in um the I finished that book in the courtroom where the Nazi trials were held, and so it like really left a yeah. really left an impression on me. I had a panic attack listening to the scene about Gansey and Henry and the bees. That it, was really stressful. In a German bathroom. That was re- they're like in a cave. That was really stressful. It was no, and I was alone in Germany. It was very stressful. Okay, but you had a prediction of Adam finding a new dream source and fucking shit up, and that didn't get to happen. Which is depressing, because Adam is a hot girl. I think that's a good... (laughs) Adam is Elle Woods. (laughs) I think that's a really good prediction for book three. That Adam gets... Honestly, I hope book three is just Adam realizing he deserves better. I want so much fucking... I want them to fuck shit up Mm -hmm. in England and Ireland. 
so fucking hard. I think if we saw them all together, it'd be like it's also because Wales was really important to the first series. Right. I went. To, That's what made me think of it, actually. I went to Glendower's castle. You did? Yeah. That's so cool. I did. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. They made me listen. I listened to a thing where they talked about it. After this, I might take a nap and have your sister replay. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I already talked about the one with 300 blocks away. I really think that in book three, there is going to be, like, obviously there's going to be so much magic shit. I think we're going to see Blue again and Gansy. I think we're going to see them again. I really hope the women of 300 blocks away come and help Adam and they do some weird psychic shit. Those were some of my favorite parts of the Raven Cycle. We really don't need Henry. I'm sorry. I feel really bad about it. I always forget that they're road tripping with Henry. Well, I mean, it's because he got introduced too late. Okay, this is terrible, but Henry got, I really think Maggie's stepdaughter only introduced Henry because she was like, oh, I don't have any Asian characters. That's racist. Let me throw him in in the last few chapters of this last book. And I think he kind of, like, I wish we had more (laughs) development for him that would make him better. He was was a pretty one-dimensional character. Well, he was important for introducing some of the black market stuff absolutely but honestly i stand by what i've said where i want a prequel series where it's just like henry's mom sunduk um ronan niall lynch aurora yeah i honestly the parishes i agree if maggie's stepdaughter does anything with this whole like i was like give me some intel on robert parish and mrs parish we have no info miss parish doesn't even have a fucking first name she's just adam's mom and Adam's, I'm like, damn. And I think isn't that like his mom? Maggie's stepfather said, fuck these rednecks. She said, I hate these white people. <laughs> and I said, I got some bad news, Maggie. <laughs> You're white? You're a white person. She's a Ronan Lynch. She us. is a Ronan Lynchkin. She, but that's why I'm really into, I think Ronan, but like, and that's something I think is really interesting to consider the Dreamer t- trilogy through the lens of, um, like illness and like autoimmune disorders yeah, because that, that is, is really that is Maggie Stiefvater's arc that she was considering because she was also super ill and I think that we are seeing Ronan Lynch at his lowest of like self-delusion of like I'm better alone I can't share my pain like I'm stronger when I'm not because the whole thing is Bride keeps telling him to cut off Adam yeah but we realize it's so, Ronan telling himself to cut okay. off Adam before Adam could hurt him first. Yeah. And so I think it really is a self-isolation of, like, I need to destroy people before they can hurt me. And destroy, like, everything around me. I mean, he's literally trying to tear development down. Which, I mean, fair. Yeah. But also... So I feel very mixed about that. Because, like, part of me is very much, like, yes, the like, the ultra the ultra like not just development that we've created but like this like super technological um toxic sort of development that we've created um it's harmful to the planet it's harmful to society it's harmful to people and so yeah part of me is like yeah tear it the fuck down give the land back screw this shit but also i mean like one man and his dreamt version older version of himself should not be the ones making those decisions a white man no (laughs) like unilaterally like it's not great honestly ronan lynch is many things and among them is a white man (laughs) i'm like ronan do you i'm like ronan do you think hospitals don't rely on energy grids hey ronan 
Right. Hey, Ronan, do you fucking hate people? Yeah. I honestly just am, like, constantly, like, I think Adam Parrish should hate Ronan Lynch more because he does not consider the needs of other people, specifically those that are vulnerable, like, ever. He only oh. does it for people he thinks are valid, like Adam. He's like, yes, I will pay for Adam's um, rent, but then he's also like, but also I don't care about people that rely on electricity. <laughs> I hope they die. And I'm like, hi, what if we considered something? Maybe we consider that the most vulnerable population are the ones that are going to be most affected by climate change, and your actions have consequences, white man. <laughs> yes, I mean, that is that is the thing. Hello, Mr. Right? Religious White Man. Yeah, that is the thing. Also, though, I think it's interesting that you bring up Adam, because Adam also doesn't have concern for the people around him. Which I think is kind of sexy, though. <laughs> Rebecca. Adam said, it's a hot girl summer in Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm hot. It's over. <laughs> Honestly, Adam Parrish is like... Why are you so into Adam Parrish? Well, because I think Adam Parrish is right. I think he's right. Adam Parrish is not a lesbian. No, he doesn't need to be. He's right. I can't fucking Adam Parrish has hot girl rights. He literally doesn't have to follow the law. Oh, my God. Okay, so you wanted more Opal in this book. I do, because I think Opal's the best, and I think okay. Ronan Lynch is at his best when he's with Opal. I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Someone needs to call CBS on this motherfucker. Yeah, they can go. I think the thing is that she's in Lindenmere. I don't trust it. She is a goddamn fucking child running around. Being like, weird. No I one's support her. Care of her. She's alone, asleep in a forest that's also a dream. She got weird. She has weird. She has weird girl energy, so I, I trust her. Love Opal. Oh my god, no, I love Opal, but she has warrior cat girl energy, which Why means she can protect herself. Adam, this is your child. This is your ward of the state. Take care of fucking Opal. Where the fuck are you? In the words of Maggie's T. Fodder, dangerous things can take care of themselves. Is she dangerous, though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a fucking goat girl. Opal is always scared of everything and, like, hiding and shivering behind shit. Um, except for when she's being weird and watching Ronan and Adam make out. (laughs) (laughs) That was really weird. Honestly, Opal kind of is like the magical version of tina <laughs> i've never seen that show From <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, i was distracted thinking about adam Parrish's hot girl summer so <laughs> <laughs> honestly you know you know this is actually the important prediction i have for for the third book of of the series and it's that adam gets bad grades because this man is so busy doing other shit i'm like can someone just make the honestly did adam not apply for scholarships that's like what i keep coming back to i'm like bruh they're like he can't afford this i was like yeah understandably but like fafsa does exist and his parents have zero income adam Parrish would get fafsa and I understand, like, yes, maybe not a full ride. I have some... I'm Maggie Steve Otter. When's the last time you considered the payment of college? Because she's like, Adam Parrish has to pay so much for school. I'm like, yeah, of course. But, like, also, he he got into Harvard. I'm sure this man can right. apply for... He also was, like, a victim of domestic abuse. Also, given, like, his... And he's gay! In high school, he probably got some sort of And he's gay! Like, yeah. he could be getting scholarships. <laughs> Okay, okay, so something that you said in the last episode, it wasn't really a prediction, but you were like, where the fuck is Chainsaw been? That, I was so shook because Oval was nowhere in sight, but Chainsaw was there the whole fucking time. Honestly, Chainsaw gets it. It's because... Chainsaw's a bird. Chainsaw will be fine. Someone take care of fucking Opal. It's because chains- Chainsaw's having a hot girl summer. It's actually fall, I think, for this entire series. <laughs> it's definitely no summer. It's like almost fall. 
almost winter. Yes, it's winter, and they're in Pennsylvania, which is stupid. I'm really so curious. <laughs> You know how the fuck you sound right now? Oh, <laughs> so speaking directly in. Oh no, this is this is. I am a star now, so I hope you know that this is about me and my opinions about Adam Parrish, um, where I think he's a hot girl libertarian. I started. I started having a drink around like three thirty, and we're a disaster now. We're gonna drink after this, right? Probably. Awesome. Your mic is loose. I got. I got a sparkling rosé. I don't drink wine. It's not wine wine. It's, it's sparkling rosé. But and if you're new to Let's Get Bitchin', um, it is canon on this podcast that sparkling rosé is canonically gay. That's fair, right? Doesn't Honestly, it just feel gay? Declan Lynch <laughs> also canonically feels gay, even though he's it not. Does. He's it's because hetero. he's it's because he's repressed. Maybe it's because he's with Jordan, and it, Jordan is so fucking gay. It's because he's repressed. It's just, okay, have you seen the all t- of the above? I've seen TikToks where they talk about like bi wife energy. Yeah, that's Declan Lynch. He's bi wife energy. What is, what exactly is bi wife? energy? It's like where you're like, like technically Naomi and I are both bi wives. Well, but like bi wife energy is like if you're a straight man whose wife is bi, that means like you've passed a certain like you've had to like like bi wife energy would be like you have a cool wife that's like you support and like you support the queer community, mm-hmm. but you are but, but you are hetero. Asshole? No, but you're heterosexual, oh. and so you're like like the. Mm-hmm. Are they assholes though? No. I feel like most of those men are assholes. No, not like not like poly Be like honest. unicorn man. Like more like Someone my wife is cool. Supportive. Like I am married to this woman and I support her ability to still be a bisexual woman despite the fact that she's married to a man. Do those really exist? Yes, though? his name is Justin McElroy and I love him. <laughs> he's the man I would okay. go he's a man that I would marry. Oh my god. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> he has what about ser- Declan Lynch. Would you marry Declan Lynch? It would have to be a conversation. We should do okay, really quick, like speed round, a fuck Mary kill of the characters. I would marry Declan Lynch every time. Okay. What about Adam? Yes. Which one, Mary? Mary. We would have okay, a Ronan. we'd have a power dynasty. Literally, Carol. I don't want that man near me. Jordan. We would get married. Hennessy. I don't want her near me. Okay. I don't trust her. Fascinating. Liliana. We get like an appropriate age. We would get married. Okay. We would have a cottage. Carmen Frukling. I will think we'd be business partners. Bride. <laughs> I don't want this white man dandy near me. He gives me bad vibes. Yeah. Oh my god. We have such. He has such bad vibes. Um, I'm Mariah carrying this who mic. Else? Who? <laughs> um. <laughs> I would also let me think. Hold on. I would. I would kill. No. I mean, Matthew Lynch and I would just like high five. Yeah. I'd buy him. He reminds. He has big Naomi. He has big Naomi energy as well. So, <laughs> I like. I'd be like, we because okay. He so likes corn dogs. Here's the thing about he does like corn dogs. Here's the thing about Matthew Lynch is that Ronan dreamt him to be someone. I mean, he dreamt him with. Well, you can tell he's a dream because anyone who's around him loves him, and it just automatically gets happier and like is so happy to be around him because because Matthew is such a happy like fun-spirited, loving person, and that is Naomi. Like, Naomi is a rainbow in human form. I have said that before. I will say it again, and that is, that is what I live by. My future wife is a rainbow in the form of a person. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> My mic is shaky, and I was trying to figure oh out why. Um... You already heard me make my spiel about. She doesn't want to give up. No, I'm Mariah Carey. Um, you can't stop me. Um, I feel powerful. <laughs> Four score and seventeen years ago. Um, okay. But back to the hose. 
Um, did we do all the characters for you? I think that was. I think that was too. Um, we yeah, so we, we have, have Ronan. Oh, fuck. Let's be honest. He's a gay man. Moving on. Oh, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> to me, yeah, well, I would be into him. Presupposing that they also yes. came right. Um, Declan Lynch. Oh my god, he would buy you a house in Bo- in Boston. Um, Jordan. Mm. Hands down, man. Hennessy. Absolutely, Bob. Um, Niall Lynch. Kill. Bride. Kill. Um, Danzy. Oh, if we're being honest, I would fuck him, but I like it would be that. Adam Parrish. Mm. Two options. We would either like like angry fuck each other or we would like convenience get married. I think a convenience marriage would make sense for I, Adam. Right. I feel like it would too. Especially because I, in some aspect I do feel like we're very similar and I feel like we would hate each other. Um, And I think that's it. Blue. You used Yanzi, so we have to use Blue. I would marry Blue. I would kill Blue. Fuck you. She's a manic pitsy dream girl. Fuck you. <laughs> I'd be like, I love blue. I'd be like, I don't like you, blue. Okay. Wear regular clothes. <laughs> you're not quirky. You're not. You're not. Not like the other girls. You're just a pick me. Not like the other girls. Ronan Lynch. No, I said Adam Parrish. Adam Parrish is exactly like the other girls, and that's why he's sexy. Um. Shut the fuck up! I need your. <laughs> it's all at a cost. We're still recording. Everything's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Next prediction was trauma unpacking for Declan. Declan did the opposite. I feel like he like completely repressed all of his trauma and said, I'm moving to Massachusetts and not dealing with my problems. Yeah. I feel like that too. Um, Blue was not included in this book. Um, Although I will say, I said that, or someone said that Blue needs to be included in the big climax where there's a bunch of dreaming. Mm -hmm. That's not going to come till book three. I still have hope that the women of 300 Foxway and Blue will come back for book three because there's going to be a huge blowout and I feel like everybody needs to be there for that you know what I mean yeah um yeah someone needs to fucking take care of Opal I'm going to take care of Opal yeah we can we petition for custody of Opal Maggie's stepdaughter honestly I would just put her in little overalls (laughs) that's how I'm gonna take care of Opal I'm gonna buy her overalls Maggie's stepdaughter needs to write in some friendly neighborhood lesbians who find her in the forest and take her in didn't Oval watch an old lady die in the forest? She did. Icon behavior. <laughs> you heard it here first. Opal Lynch watches old women die. And it was a kind of weird, like, like subliminal thing. Like she was like sneaking on her, in the, and she liked to watch this woman eat. Like it was. And then weird. she used to, and then she pet her hair when she died. I took a picture for you folks so that you can see how she's holding this goddamn I was like my act I was like my acne's really bad. Oh my god. uh, maybe I'll slap a filter on it. You can choose your filter. Um (laughs) also in the picture I think you were like two inches further away from the microphone. I'm gonna have to sanitize this fucking. Microphone. I look like a B grade contestant on American Idol <laughs> who like doesn't know how microphones work and is like, "Hello, <laughs> hello." She's talking under the top of it, and you're like, 
supposed to be talking into the side right Where it has the right stuff that minimizes all the, like, static. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> this is what it's like to come this into my dorm room at midnight. It's just me screaming. Also, this is our final episode of Pride Month. <laughs> You're killing me with the dorm that You're holding this <laughs> This, this is our final episode of Pride Month, and I love it because there's no. Right, this you is, need to move it closer no. to my face. <laughs> this is about me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. The sin is uh, <laughs> ego. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the, the game show we could do is get, get day drunk. And I'm like, I just want to do lay whatever out. the fuck this is. I'm like, I just want to lay outside. <laughs> We're so close. We're so close. I we have mean, one of our previous predictions mm-hmm. left, Let's and then we'll. We basically been giving hot takes this whole fucking I time. I do too. Yeah, Ronan Lynch for burning at the stake, twenty twenty one. Shut the fuck up. It's because he's gay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Becca's homophobic. I'm a homosexual. I have a right. <laughs> okay, so our last prediction was that blue belongs. In the dreaming world, Gamzee does not. Henry's mom is intertwined in this world with her dreamed objects. I don't think that's really a prediction. I actually know that I think that's just just valid. That's just what happened. Okay. That's just Raven. Bo- that's just the Raven King series. To conclude this like hot fire dumpster shit fest of True. an episode that we have been having for you for our last. I'm like you poured episode. my drink. I did. You <laughs> called me a pussy if I didn't drink it. So this is all your fault. <laughs> I totally did, didn't I? Yeah, you 100 percent said that. So this is on you. I'm an asshole. I'm just now. I'm just sleepy, <laughs> so I'm just like I just want to lay here. Honestly, though, yeah. Your sister doesn't get drunk. <laughs> yeah, she does. She just falls asleep. She doesn't. She doesn't get drunk. She doesn't go hard enough to get drunk, which is probably for the best. I had a okay. single drink. You know, <laughs> that's fair. I take antidepressants. <laughs> it's not fair, <laughs> and I didn't eat. Okay. Um. Predictions. Yes. For the third book. We've given quite a few of them. I like the idea of Ireland. I really hope someone verbally hands Frugley in her fucking ass for bringing around the end of the world when she was out here being up on her high horse being like, I have to stop the dreamers. Remember the engine bride are going to bring the end of the world. You know what, Carmen Frugley? And it wasn't them. It was fucking you. Because not only did a bunch of people fall asleep, right? And that was a whole thing. But now you have... You have so many apparent dreams that were, like, driving cars and flying planes and doing all sorts of shit, and they fell asleep behind the wheel because of Carmen Frugley and her up on her high and mighty fucking horse, and that's going to kill real motherfucking people, Frugley. Go fuck yourself. My prediction for both three is that Genesee hates to see a girl boss winning. (laughs) Frugley's a girl boss. Okay, okay, all right. Becca, you want to fucking go here? We'll fucking go here. Yeah, she's a girl boss. So, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Um, there's a lot. I have a lot of hopes. There's so much that needs to happen in the third book. I mean, they have to find a ley line. They need to bring back the ley line in Virginia. And Ronan and Adam need to make up. There's a lot of ley lines about how the ley lines intersect. Yes. And I kept wondering if that was going to be a larger thing because the ley lines yeah. make like this crossed section. So I'm like, 
could there be a ley line in like Massachusetts? Yeah. Which is where Adam is. Well, I think that's the ley line that they shut down. Is it? Yeah. So is the ley line in Massachusetts the same ley line as the one they used in Virginia? Is there a different one? I don't know. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, and also there's this whole idea of ley lines that I I really can't fully comprehend. It's a lot. Um, But I do like the hypothesis of them going to England and Ireland. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, you want Adam to be a girl boss. I want him to become self-actualized. I just want, I want good things for Adam Parrish. I do too, but our idea of good things are different. I want him to just, like, graduate college. I do want that too. But, I mean, I think that you can realize who you want to be and, like, be a decent person and, um, you know fight for abolitionism (laughs) i don't think that adam will ever get there or at least not in like the book series but i do want him to get to a point where he i want him to finish his degree but i also want him to like get rid of this idea that he has to be rich to be like a successful person fuck that you can do that and not be a fucking asshole think he is a little bit of an asshole. You know it's about me. I can't it's the Adam Parrish girl boss awakening. <laughs> but, um, and I think, but I do think, in a contrast, it is kind of the arc reading with Declan, where Declan is having to reevaluate a lot of what he has traditionally viewed as like true. Because I do think Declan is having to like recognize that Jordan is a human fully, mm-hmm. Matthew is fully, um, and that like Ronan is a whole adult, and that he yeah. doesn't have to babysit Ronan. And like I think it is causing him to reevaluate. Like I think you are getting a lot of that at that arc for Adam in Declan, where yeah. he's like re realizing that like he oh absolutely have to be the most bland, boring person. Yeah, Declan is absolutely doing that. Only he's like choosing this life of crime, and I love that for him. I also absolutely love the difference between the cadence of her voices when watched on the screen. <laughs> Look at where my voice registers versus when you speak. <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, I'm speaking now. I'm kind of confused. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, bring Naomi into this party. Yeah, I, know. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize I spoke that much more, like, softly. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Because I don't think I talk very softly. Um, but... <laughs> No, I think that is an arc we're seeing. And I think there's, a, in general, a lot of what this series is is people challenging their larger worldviews. And mm-hmm. I think we're doing that with, like, Carmen, who had to, like, she thought the moderators were the answer, but she's yes. not. I, while I don't like Carmen Farouk Lane, I am very interested in her character development. Because even from book one to book two, we saw her move a lot in the way that she was looking at. I mean, she's obviously very invested in this idea of, you know, saving the world from its end. And uh, <laughs> jokes on you fucking Carmen, you caused it. Um, but I think it's really, it was a really big moment for her when she left the moderators and was like, hey, they're not do they they're not in alignment with what I believe and what I think that we should be doing and they're 
you know, she started to realize, like, oh, wow, this stuff they're doing is really fucked up, you know? It seems the larger theme of the series is, like, breaking um, generational trauma, in a sense. Not generational, not, not even, but, like, systemic trauma of the idea that, like, see, I have to be Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> but that I, see, now I, now it's catching me, um, but that I think that there's, like, these cycles that we are seeing being broken where, like, Declan had been upholding a certain level of normalcy for his family, and Jordan had also been doing that, yeah. and so had Matthew, where Matthew is pretending to be this very, like, everything's fine, I'm Matthew Lynch, I'm the golden Adonis cute boy right. who, like, makes everybody smile, and he's like, but I don't know if I have a purpose in life, if I'm even a person. Yeah. And then we have Ronan realizing that he doesn't want to be this, like, compl- like, I don't know, I feel like he kind of views himself as this, like, dropout with nowhere to go. Yeah. And But then there's obviously also another part of him that views him as a very important dreamer. Yeah. And I think that there's a bigger part of the Ronan story um, where he's really getting in touch with some sort of like spirituality or some sort of like greater sense of purpose and his greater understanding of himself in the world, which I think really came through with Bride. Because not only did Bride see sides of Ronan that he couldn't really see in himself, but he was touching so many dreamers around the world. And that was obviously something that Ronan had to want to do and had the capacity in him to do. But he didn't think that he was the person who would be able to reach people, so he created Bride. I will say, Ronan Reeks of religious trauma. Oh, a hundred percent. This righteous anger, like the idea of like striking down the places that you think are wrong, and like it's very, it's very Sodom and Gomorrah, but really yeah. it's just like people using energy. Yeah, he's like the energy is being corrupted. <laughs> I better burn them down. <laughs> and you're like Ronan, take I'm a breath, s- take Ronan, a break. <laughs> I'm sorry that electric electricity is upsetting to you. But also, you live in a house with electricity. Yeah, I'm like Ronan. I'm truly the meme that's like Ronan. You have, you have technology. He's <laughs> like, he's a boomer being like technology is poisoning the minds of our youth. And I'm like, you have a cell phone to talk to your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot. There's so much, and I think I really love these books. And I'm gonna formally say thank you so much for fucking showing them to me. Uh, Naomi hates you for I know. showing them. <laughs> Naomi can't say shit because I try to get her to read things and she doesn't. She doesn't want to, so uh. she can't be mad. I'm like Naomi. I personally tell you to listen to the Magnus Archives, which is objectively the best media that I have. I stand last by year. my point last night, where I took one for the team and read the Raven Boys, and I'm now full in on this fucking universe. I will now read anything relating to this world. Um. It's Naomi's duty to the family to. Uh, I'm like I had to read Harry listen Potter. Listen to the Magnus archives. I'm like I had to read the mag. I had to read Harry Potter growing up. So. I love these books. I've told her that she should definitely read them. But like also, I it, she's not into like the magical mystical Which shit is, really. Like, just fucking listen to the Magnus archives. <laughs> it has gay people. What else do you need? Well, you heard it here for here first, folks. <laughs> if you like gay people, the Magnus archives. And it's finished. 200 That's episodes. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. It's a sad ending. Oh, my God. It's a grim <laughs> souffle of tragedy, as said by the creator. Well, thank you so much for listening to our drunken rampage about Mr. Ball. When did you fall off the bed? Oh, like 10 minutes. <laughs> I got uncomfy and I wanted to stretch.
And my knee, my I wanted to pop my joints, and I did. <laughs> well, uh, it's five thirty here. We're gonna go get drunk. I think we're gonna eat dinner. That too. We're also gonna drink more. And I want to pet my cat. And you're gonna pet your cat. I'm gonna pet my dog. I'm gonna kiss my fiance. You're Gross. gonna drunk text your friends. I'm gonna be homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I'm to be friend is your sister. Get out so of my house. I'll get the t- Lol. No. Leviticus 2014. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Becca. No. <laughs> Hashtag gay rights. All right. Leviticus 2014. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us, everybody. Your resident lesbian and your resident yeah. pansexual here <laughs> causing fucking problems um i hope y'all have a wonderful week happy fucking monday i hope you had a wonderful pride month and don't think that our gay propaganda is gonna fucking end just because june's over we aren't a fucking corporation i thought you said you didn't believe in girl boss culture <laughs> it sounded pretty girl boss to me <laughs> <laughs> all right Becca, okay. i'll do this for you hashtag gatekeep girl boss gaslight gaslight gatekeep. Gas- yeah <laughs> honestly that's just Declan, Adam, and Ronan. Gaslight, Gatekeep, and Girl Boss. Yeah, 110%. Yay! Alright, love you bitches. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram and Patreon and all the things and download and subscribe and boo-boo. And, and TikTok. I said TikTok. But did you give your username on TikTok? It's Let's Get Bitchin'. On all platforms? Yeah. Ex- ex- except for our email, but I didn't, we don't talk about our email. See? <laughs> well, how are they going to know where to follow you on these platforms? They, it's Let's Get Bitchin'. It's all, wait, let me double check. So let's Get Bitchin' on all TikTok. platforms. Um, the TikTok is heavily inspired by me sending TikToks to that TikTok. 110%. Um, <laughs> big shout out you? to the other indie podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely have Becca to thank for me creating a fucking podcast TikTok. Even though I got You're scared welcome. when I heard myself on TikTok. At Let's Get Bitchin'. At Let's Get Bitchin' on TikTok, um, where you can find me talking about Hannibal Lecter in a way that shocked me. Oh no. And that's where Genesee also posts some of the walks that uh you go on. No, that's on my Instagram. That's on my business Instagram. Have you plugged your business Instagram? No. <laughs> She's shoving the microphone in my face. How are they supposed to support and find you if they cannot know your business Instagram? My business Instagram is different. I'm a different person. No, that's not Genesee true. Genesee Gabrielle consult- consulting on Instagram. If you need help with your small business. That's true. If you need help uh, getting your work shit together, if you're like, I don't know how to be a fucking human being and figure out my productivity, hire me. If you don't know how to girl boss, (laughs) (laughs) find a girl boss near you. This is just turned into Becca harassing me, which honestly is most of our relationship. I'm an advertiser. It's because I'm an advertising (laughs) professional. Um, Yeah. If you need assistance, um, honestly, just hire Genesee. If you need someone to talk to, maybe you're just a little lonely, you can pay for friendship. She can consult you. Maybe she'll help you make new friends. <laughs> or a new business. Okay. That can replace your friendships in your life. Happy Pride. I can't talk. I'm too drunk and I'm laughing too This much. was Let's Get Bitching, brought to you by Rebecca's Laptop. Happy fucking Monday, bitches. We love y'all. Bye. Goodbye.